0: The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening. Did you ever hear the tragedy of the Dark Times, the Wise? I thought not. It's not a story that the YouTubers would tell you. It's a podcast legend. Dark Times was a dark lord of the pod. So powerful and so wise, he could use his platform to influence the community to create life. He had such a knowledge of the developer's intent that he could even keep the games he cared about from dying. The Dark Times is a pathway to many builds, some consider to be unnatural. He became so powerful, the only thing he was afraid of was losing his Patreon, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his audience everything he knew. Then his audience killed him in his feed. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself.
1: Welcome back to The Dark Times podcast i'm steven hello You're- and welcome to the
0: dark times a saga Fuck! edition podcast that's the name of the show uh i'm sam your favorite young apprentice you i was the dark gonna side. take that one god <laughs> fucking damn it
1: who are you who are you i'm steven your favorite impressionable young jedi knight with a haunting secret
0: we can't both be young and impressionable steven then who's the audience gonna listen to
1: What if we were both young and impressionable Jedi Knights and we're both on Coruscant? Oh, man. But we're both sworn to celibacy.
0: I can't believe my Padawan is this cute. Wait.
1: (laughs) I think we need to move on.
0: Uh, We have some feedback from last week, Stephen.
1: And he's a cat girl. Nyanakin? <laughs> oh, all right. Yep. Now we're moving on. <laughs> now it's over. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got some mail uh, from good old Zloy Krolik. Hey, guys. Welcome back from the darkest summer. Good to hear Stephen has a new job. One of these days, Zloy, you will learn to spell my name, but today is not that day, <laughs> man. <laughs> It's funny because it's on the it's on the Discord it's spelled on the right. Discord. It's spelled just like the other guy who we were talking about last week. It's the same name, same pretty. Yeah. Anyway, we're playing tugging your chain. There's Lloyd. Like-
0: oh, you know what? It's not on the Discord. You're Zenus flop. Yeah, on the, on the I, I thought so. I didn't
1: think. I think it's in the description of every episode. Though it is in our episodes, yeah. though. <laughs> Sam, you definitely need more than one burrito for the good job you've been doing.
0: Well, thank you.
1: The Starfinder 2 episode was interesting. I haven't played either Pathfinder or Starfinder, but you guys seem to like the system. From what you told us in the cast, it sounds like when Paizo releases it, Starfinder 2 might be a good candidate for making a Star Wars version of it. I think there'll be room for both Swissy and a Starfinder 2 version, depending on how you like either system. For now, I'll stick with Swissy. I know how it works, and I have all the books for it. Hey, that's that's a great reason. That's of, a great reason. Others may want a newer base system with support for it going forward. Assassins. Where's Mark? Is he the same Mark from Hunter's Mark? That guy gets around. You know, that's a good point. I think it might be. <laughs> Are you going to do an assassin build contest? Well, <laughs> fuck. I wasn't considering it, but that's a really good idea. <laughs> I agree. The Dawn of Defiance Roll20 package by Little Litterlist is an impressive piece of work. Glad to have you back. And may the force be with you, Zloy Krolik.
0: Thank you, Zloy. We really appreciate it. Uh, Zloy is, of course, referring to our darkest summer Patreon exclusive episode about Starfinder Second Edition. Right, you know, still available now for all all new and existing patrons.
1: <laughs> You're a fucking shill, Sam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he, whoa, 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 whoa! Zloy mentioned it. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I'm providing context for the listeners, uh,
1: Stephen. Th- th- Is abbreviated, may the force be with you, at the end of that email, and it, when I read the email and this th- morning, we- yeah, I was like, <laughs> may the fuck be with Friday, like.
0: <laughs> Mother Teresa fucks buddies, whoa, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no. our, um,
1: there's our sacrilege for the episode.
0: That's today, right. right. Well, yeah. we've hit our quota. Yeah. Uh, well, so we got Swissy. Is this is this mintable? <laughs> Do you like? <laughs> Can we just start over? Can we just? <laughs> well, you don't like the energy we're bringing this episode. <laughs> Can we wipe it out? all and just uh... start from the top. This is like the dummy episode we record to get the giggles out. Yeah. The real episode we record right after. Yeah.
1: Listeners, we actually record two episodes. We have the silly (laughs) version that we post to Sillyify, and then we have the regular one that you get.
0: If you have to ask how to get on
1: Sillyify, well, buddy, you're not not silly silly enough for
0: it. God damn it. Um, What do we do here? What do we do here? Well, what we do here, Stephen, is, hey, did you know that uh, the 16th was the anniversary of the Force Unleashed game?
1: Hot dog, Sam. I fucking How love that game. How many years has it been? I've like, <laughs> uh, the g- that game came out in 08, I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, watch me prove you wrong right it's now. It's totally oh, no, you're eight.
1: right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it's like I picked it up from GameStop.
0: 15
1: year anniversary. On release. For the Force Unleashed. Got the special pre-order skin and everything.
0: You know what? Should I should I DM Sam right now? Yeah. Shot in the dark? Yeah. Live reaction on Shot in on the Dark Times. Shot in the Dark Times. Yeah. Live reaction
1: on just, air. Just copy and paste the last one I sent him.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to be verified to send him a direct message. Oh
1: <laughs> my <laughs> Fucking
0: God. No! Sam! Dun, 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 dun. Sam, turn off the setting on your, your privacy settings! He doesn't know. Sam! Dun, 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 dun. He doesn't know the privacy settings!
1: Well, Elon Musk has once again slighted the Dark Times podcast. This will not.
0: We will remember this. <laughs> I didn't think that. I didn't know that was going to happen, but that's really fucking funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally ready to send him another DM. Fuck.
0: Yeah, I was going to send him a DM And we've real. exhausted
1: all possible avenues at this point. It's oh, never going to happen. Oh,
0: man. It's never going to fucking oh, it's happen. It's so funny. If you know Sam Webber, please reach out. Dog, no one knows. <laughs> Sam.
1: We've already asked. Them. We already talked to the people who know him. They How many gifted subs
0: in his uh, Twitch would it take? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, that's oh, something man. we haven't tried yet. Let's rate his <laughs> Twitch chat and just spam him there.
0: Just like a text-to-speech, Sam, what are you going to get on the Dark Times podcast?
1: <laughs> All right, Dark Times Army, everyone get on Twitter and at Sam Wentworth and join us on the Dark Times. No, please do no, not please do that, by the way. That's no. a joke. Do not at him for our sake. That's wrong. I don't like when people do that. Speaking of Dark Times Army, Stephen, what's the premise of today's episode? I, I prefer Gamer Nation, actually. <laughs> The premise of today's episode, Sam, in honor of the 18th. No, am I doing my math right? That's way off. What are you talking about? 15th anniversary. <laughs> I just said it like two minutes ago. I'm about Sam went we're in between there. It's a full mind reset. In honor of the Force Unleashed's 15th anniversary, we are going to highlight the most iconic and and what we feel <laughs> symbolic mechanic from its. its <laughs> Let me get through this, you piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, man, this this is the darkest autumn, dog. Oh man, it's extending. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we lifted what we felt was the most iconic and and truly representative mechanic of the Force Unleashed uh, to feature here today, and that is organizations.
0: <laughs> Literally, fuck you. That's so funny. <laughs> Cause I know we've been dying to talk about organizations. I don't know what an
1: unleashed feat or unleashed force power is. I have no fucking clue, but I do know oh, a thing or man. two about organizations, Sam. So let's get organized. And if we were like, a, Oh, unions. Yeah. Hey, you know, well, yeah. Uh, yes. Dark times union. <laughs> the dark times union. <laughs> Remember we joke about when you would unionize against me. <laughs> yeah.
0: The, darks, the Dark Timesters? Is that, the, the is time that, any, is is that anything? Good.
1: We're, this is the funniest episode we've ever put out. At least to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not even in the, in the meat of it yet. So, organizations are an enticing optional system in, in swissy, and no doubt your players will pretty much always be a member of an organization in one way or another in, in every campaign you run. In fact, I can't really imagine a campaign that has players in it that aren't part of an organization that's a lowercase o organization. Uh, even
0: the Murder Hobo League is an organization. Yeah, system. exactly. The
1: the party itself is a <laughs> sort of organization. The world that they exist in demands that they belong to or, or to an organization. Now, like for example, the the Jedi in the Clone Wars campaign you're running is almost certainly going to be a member of the Jedi okay. Order. There's almost you know, no wiggle room there. In Dom Defiance, the players are agents of House Organa and, by extension, the Rebel Alliance. They're very much part of an organization. But I want to talk about capital O organizations, all right? This is a framework that's available in Swissy to you to kind of bring, like, coded... Mechanical benefits to what is otherwise kind of a, a natural role play element part of your game, and, and what I mean by that is that it's a it's a fun and flashy optional system, but you should only really use it when one or more players' advancement in a specific organization is central to the story. The your listener, you already know what example I'm going to use. It's my very own campaign I'm running right now that centers on a starfighter squadron. Can I tell you? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I would love to give my piece on this yes, please. as a player in that in that
0: campaign. The maybe friendly competition is probably the word between my character A and our friend Kat's character, Sigil. Yeah. Like that sort of uh who's gonna be lead of the squadron? Their their org scores were very similar through the campaign. And it's just it's, that that dichotomy between their, those characters really played well with the organizations as well.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a stellar example of how like the story can inform the mechanics and the mechanics can inform the story. And, and concretely what I mean by that is they had this really interesting dynamic where the true like de facto leader of the squadron was not clear. Like, Sigil and Atorn had, you know, comparable amounts of experience, but they came from wildly different worlds. Sigil was a Dathomiri clan mother, you know, candidate. And Atorn was, you know, straight out of the Imperial Academy with, you know, fucking straight A's. He was a superstar. And the only thing that, you know, decided, you know, the kind of the pendulum swinging back and forth who was going to lead the squadron was Atorn's sudden and completely, you know, heartbreaking disintegration in the upper atmosphere of Ryloth. Yeah, they fell to flat cannons from an AA or A-T-A-A, rather. Um, And, you know, obviously it... That it was clear who was going to lead the squadron then, but then, you know, Atorn's shadow, A Atorn's, like, literal and figurative phantom haunts the party to this day. Like, it's Sigil's... Oh, inag- oh I'm
0: getting chills just thinking about right?
1: it. Right? Sigil's inadequacy has not you know gone away the the memory of Atorn is still at the top of her mind she feels that Atorn was the one destined to lead the party and you know maybe she was right and that's something that the character has been grappling with pretty much constantly since Atorn's untimely demise um and and that's just it's beautiful cuz not only did we have a role play relationship between those characters but also a mechanical relationship and there there was a very you know kind of paired symbiosis between the two. And and that's, that's exactly the kind of mechanics we like.
0: What do you mean, Steven? I can't just rely purely on mechanics to make my game work. (laughs) You can,
1: but you might have trouble getting a second or third session together. (laughs) That's
0: like having Dilbert as your game master.
1: (laughs) How old did it take us this long to bring Dilbert into this conversation?
0: Uh, I've been trying not to. (laughs) Been holding back, actually. Seventy six episodes, baby. That's all it took.
1: <laughs> you know what always really fucked with me about Dilbert? His, yeah, his tie.
0: That was the point. Yeah. It was wacky. It's
1: it's almost uncomfortable in a way. I'm not sure. Yeah, why. It, all right. Any
0: more talk about Dilbert, and then we have to talk about the creator. It's vaguely psychosexual. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: Organizations. Organizations and and yeah so and that's what i mean when don't do this in every campaign it is very clearly an optional system when the story is about advancing an organization like in a military campaign or in you know only really some military campaigns that's when you bust this baby out when it is a campaign about you know various noble houses and gaining influence and prestige Ooh. within and outside of them. Uh-huh. Great time to bust out the organization system because it gives you a number that is tied to the amount of resources and literally just like swagger you command in a group of people. And, and that's just fucking, you know, that, that's sauce, baby. I was thinking, like, um, you could also go the pirate route, you know? Easy. It's a great solution for a pirate campaign. In fact, that very example is echoed, like, eight times on in, in the organization <laughs> page alone. So there's a lot here in the book about organizations, and a lot of it is... Th- this chapter, I was reading this chapter on the train, and I was kind of grappling back and forth with, how, d- is this crap? Do I hate this? Or, like, is this, <laughs> is this well-written? <laughs> The chapter is padded, which it's a Swissy source book. So, yeah. (laughs) Come on. There's only like three
0: things in the Force Unleashed campaign guide. Are we going to are we really going to be? Have you seen the font in those books? It's like seven. I'm not going to blame them for padding it with whatever they need to to convince themselves. It's great. I mean, hey, when you strip it down to brass tacks, it's got good bones. Good bones in that book. I love brass tacks and good bones. (laughs) Like a fucked up Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> this chapter leads you through. I, it, it, I say it's repetitive because it, it has a whole section dedicated to like guiding you and having you think through these what feel like very basic things about an organization. But they're still good just to ensure that your ideas are fleshed out and ready for the table. So when a player is like, hey, what about this? And you're like, uh then it repeats those same criteria and how they apply to like game mechanics and what the game offers for you specifically to select from them. So if I were writing this, I'd just bang that out all in one go. But the gist of it is that an organiz- every organization possesses these four things. A type, which is essentially what does the organization hope to achieve and how do they do Like it? a
0: mission statement for a startup. Ex-
1: no, literally <laughs> like the, the, this chapter will guide you through essentially making a mission startup day-to-day operations, leadership structures for your organization. And we're not going to go through that in the episode because that would be a little tedious. And the chapter itself is already a little tedious. So if you want that you know, nice thought experiment asking you kind of like baby tier questions about, you know, what's your address? What's mommy's phone number? You know, where, where do you go to school? Like, <laughs> like literally that stuff, it's all here and you can read it. And if sometimes I have trouble organizing my thoughts for the table and I do turn to stuff like this and I can totally see how its purpose is is, is there. It does that very well, but right. Every organization has a goal and how they hope to achieve that goal, and that defines what sort of organization they are. A pirate gang has the goal of, you know, racketeering and strewing chaos. A law enforcement organization has the goal of keeping order, ostensibly. Every organization also has enemies and allies who tries to stop them from achieving their goals and who helps them do it. Perhaps the pirate gang is affiliated with local swoop gangs and perhaps the law enforcement organization is affiliated with a more sector-wide corporate sector authority and maybe a a different policing force, maybe other paramilitary organizations. An organization also has a scale and and this isn't exactly the number of members. In fact, that's only one factor of what scale It's like
0: explicitly not also... Yeah. It's very, like, the scale can influence the number of members, but it is not indicative of the number of members.
1: Precisely. And there's two really great examples from Star Wars that I'll use to to exemplify this. But the scale is more so where or over how wide of an area the organization can access resources to achieve its goal. So, example, Bothan Net, Very select group of individuals. There's not very many. I think a couple hundred, if that. Even, I'm not even sure if we have a number, but if we do, it's relatively small. But it operates galaxy-wide. There is not really a stone in the entire Star Wars galaxy that the Bothan Spinet cannot overturn and look under. Then there's, you know, the Galactic Empire. Incredibly massive organization. A, a scale upon which we can only imagine in real life commanding a, an entire galaxy's worth of military materiel, resources and stuff, and yet their stretch is not complete, especially by the time of the Galactic Civil War. There's holdouts, pockets of resistance and outright defiance to Imperial rule. Despite commanding vast numbers of people and resources, their rule is not exactly complete. The Jedi Order is another good example, too, that has, you know, tens of thousands of members at its peak, but does not, and is very powerful, and controls a great many resources and holds vast political influence. But, you know, there's still slavery in the Outer Rim. (laughs) Just a few examples. And then the final thing that all organizations possess, which is kind of ironic because I'm listing criteria for organizations. But the last one is criteria, both for joining and for advancement. Every organization should have clear points about who can join it and when and how you can advance and why you might want to. There's a couple feats, Uh, well, there's actually quite a few player options that can aid you in this arena, and I've picked out two feats just to get your mind turning about what sort of player builds might benefit from being, running, founding an organization. Uh, The first one is Natural Leader, which is from right here at home in the Star Wars Saga Edition Force Unleashed Campaign Guide. The prerequisite is a charisma score of 13. The flavor text reads, you are a natural leader and you have founded your own organization. You become the leader of an organization of your design. The organization has a scale equal to one-half your heroic level plus your charisma bonus and continues to grow in scale as you gain levels. You automatically begin with a plus 10 bonus to your organization score for your new organization. And we'll go over organization score in just a second. It's actually pretty simple. What's the default scale on that? So say you meet meet the base requirements, charisma 13, charisma 13. So it's... You
0: get that at level one if you really wanted to. Easily.
1: Um, The scale's one half your heroic level. So at level one, let's say one. And then your charisma bonus at 13 would be plus two?
0: Mm, Plus one. Plus Plus one.
1: one. Yeah. So scale of two, that would be... That's, that's like... That's a larger localized group, which includes (laughs) a a primitive tribe, a cantina, or a trading post. Hey, that's not bad. a whole like dexter i guess it's starting a business
0: huh dexter of dexter's diner it's absolutely starting a business it's so funny it's a
1: great example yeah dexter jester that's your that's your example for your level one natural leader there you go except i think we have a stat block for him don't we probably i gotta know sorry hold on (laughs) The Dexter
0: stat block is like CL
1: twelve. It, it totally fucking would be too. We actually don't have one.
0: Whoa, what?
1: Oh I In know fact, what I'm doing next week. There is no official Besselisk uh, oh. species at all. No! <laughs> <laughs> but there is one made by uh made by Shellwalker. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's good enough for me. Yeah. Oh
0: my god. Dexter. Oh, that's what I'm doing next next week, Steven.
1: I, I hope you do. I hope no one beats you to it. <laughs> And there's also officer candidacy training from the Galaxy at War book. Uh, You've received special training in commanding others in combat and taking this feat simply just grants a plus two bonus to your organization score. Pretty fun. Plus two. Plus two. So Sam picked out a few scales here for us to just brush over real quick. There's, you know, scales ranging from one all the way up through 20. So, you know, we just picked a few that we thought were fun.
0: So we got scale four. And it says the influence would be like a small city faction. Uh, the examples provided by the book were like a swoop gang or a small force tradition. And th- that makes sense because a small force tradition, you know, you have the notoriety of using the force, but you don't necessarily have the notoriety of the Jedi or the Jedi Order or something like that. Absolutely. Um, I've also, I also picked a nine says the influence for a nine-scale organization is planetary, and the examples provided were Corsac or House Organa, which House Organa is appropriate for the Force Unleashed campaign guide because, you know, Force Unleashed. <laughs> Bail Organa's in that. <laughs> Way to go. I know. Um, I also picked up 17. Uh, the influence is partial galactic. And interesting that's only partial galactic. I don't know how they quantify that that influence because it does say the old republic the jedi order and the rebel alliance i wonder how much notoriety it factors into the influence for these uh these organizations what do you mean the last one i picked like for example the rebel alliance like people heard of the rebel alliance but do they have a lot of influence really or
1: think by the climax of the war like by the time return of the jedi for sure yeah. yeah of
0: course yeah, because they blew up a fucking Death Star already. Twice,
1: <laughs> twice. Yeah, two of them. I think that might be the Rebel Alliance. It's it's referring oh, to it's the, at that like, point okay, a Rebel Alliance fair. that controls territories, shipyards, it has you know advanced tactical capabilities, and can Absolutely. openly oppose the Empire.
0: And then for the last one, I picked uh, nineteen. It says intergalactic for the influence scale, and uh, the example is the Galactic Empire. There are no level there's no scale 20 uh organizations yeah it says none to
1: date which i think yeah funny it's like (laughs) it could be you like but it's also funny that because it lists scale 19 is intergalactic which that's debatable regarding the empire i think that might be a reference to like like the rishi maze or like the unknown regions type stuff yeah that's
0: what i was thinking i think there's like there's legend
1: stuff where they like send probes to other galaxies maybe there are, well, whatever, that's a different topic. But, <laughs> but then it's funny. So scale 19, intergalactic, scale 20, entire galaxy. I, I think we need to. I
0: thought intergalactic meant yeah, I think multiple galaxies, but maybe it's within a galaxy.
1: Author needs to check. We, we Author <laughs> might need to check what intergalactic <laughs> means there. Because, there, yeah, it goes 18, galactic, 19, intergalactic, then 20, entire galaxy. <laughs> Unless that's referring to like the entire galaxy, as in the Star Wars galaxy, which is like the entire like narrative. Um, the world. Living
0: Force is yeah. the organization there, yeah. Stephen. Um,
1: what about Abaloth? <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah. Back here, dark times. Um, what about
0: Abeloth? I can make up words too, Stephen. <laughs> what about the father, the son, and the daughter? Oh my God! They have no influence. Have you seen them? Um, they
1: they are the force, Sam. So um, um jot the that down.
0: infinite empire of the Rakatan, oh Stephen. God, the name is Infinite Empire. Like that's got. <laughs>
1: what about them yellow guys from the Old Republic MMO? The Zakuul or some shit? The, <laughs> Weren't they the yellow guys?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Enough about scale. Let's talk about criteria a little more.
1: Yeah, sure. So. The modifiers on, on what we're about to read off. Um, it, so it I actually didn't know this. And then the, yeah, cause I don't think I read most of this page when I actually sat down to make the organization chart we use. I learned a lot reading it. I was like, Oh, that would have been good to know a while ago. Sure, well, whatever. <laughs> um, the, the default, Criteria presented in the book are for organizations of a scale of one through seven. So that's small localized groups all the way up to large citywide organizations. You're supposed to modify them for larger organizations, Uh, divide them by two for orgs with a scale of eight through 14 and by four for orgs with a scale of 15 through 20. So that
0: makes sense. Other, you know what? We have witnessed that in our uh, zero distance campaign. Because of how fast everyone got promoted. (laughs) Well, I was
1: going to reveal this later, but I also did design it with the intention that you guys rank up quickly. Because I wanted you guys to, we had a short form campaign, and I also wanted you to be able to rank up all the way in what was going to be a only five level campaign. So that's why it feels a little boosty and... Hey, happy accident. They gave Han general after <laughs> one mission. So,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. That mission was blowing up the Death Star. Like, I don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> they gave Luke commander after that same mission.
0: That is crazy. That- yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't he also like one of the only remaining He was one of like members I think six of- <laughs>
1: survivors of that mission, yeah. yeah. I think I, I mean like of of a uh, red squadron, yes, right? I believe he was the only surviving no um wedge survived too,
0: wedge does survive, yeah, yeah. wedge
1: flew on red squadron, <laughs> yeah, of course he did,
0: yeah, but then Luke took the shot, so that makes him co- i mean he's commander there, well, you yeah, know, wedge <laughs> got general
1: pretty quick after that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but Wedge got a cushy desk job as a
1: general. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole series of books you got to read, Sam. I promise you that didn't happen. <laughs> a little thing called Rogue Squadron. Uh huh. Uh huh. He ends up getting his own super star destroyer. Wedge does. That's fucking cool yeah, as they, hell. Yeah, they what? paint, they paint the starboard on either side, and he he commands. Oh, it. yeah. classic. It's way later though. So Sam wrote down some examples of criteria that could increase your organization score within an organization. Um, Being a member of a certain species that gets you plus one seems a little weird, but you know, we'll, we'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. It seems strangely. Yeah. Like if I showed up to a job and they, you know, gave me a promotion because I looked a certain way, well, you know, might be calling a labor board.
0: I think the, there's one that was like, member of an unfavored species. Yeah, yeah, it, I saw that And it one. gave you
1: a minus two, so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and he said member of a hated species. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, negative criteria is of a hated species, minus two. Oh, and there's also associates with hated species.
0: <laughs> oh, the Empire's got a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of these negatives on there.
1: Oh, I like the minus two for your charisma being eight or lower. Like, we just yeah. hate you, dog. Like. <laughs>
0: Well, you're just not personable and no, that is, it and, slows and not, you or your progression in this organization. Exactly. That would
1: make sense in like a noble house or, you know, maybe even perhaps a, the the Jedi <laughs> completing a mission assigned by the organization. That's plus one permission. You finish. Oh wait, you did write down the charisma eight or lower one. That's great. I did. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> and Hey, it looks like perhaps unsurprisingly, killing a member of your organization intentionally but it gets a minus 20 penalty to your org score. I think Count Dooku did that. I think Dooku did that a couple times, you know? <laughs> and hey, it goes without saying, when your org score drops to zero, you're out. And the game says there ain't no way back in after that, except under very special circumstances. Dooku, in fact, an incredibly great example in that case <laughs> for imprisoning, embezzling, abandoning, and killing uh, his fellow members of the Jedi Order organization. <laughs> There's a big list of criteria. You're meant to buffet style, a la carte style. I'm so hungry now. Pick and choose uh which criteria you think fit for your organization. These are examples as well, because yeah, some of the pre made
0: ones in this book do go even more specific. I think for the bounty hunter one, there's if you take a bounty but you don't bring him back alive, you just kill him. It's like a minus four. Yeah. And then for the Antarian Rangers, if you kill a Jedi with a dark side score of three or less, it's like a minus five. Wow. Which I think was very interesting that they quantified it to, you know, three is the limit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every organization, you choose up to 10 positive criteria. And then for each positive criterion, that's I love seeing the singular form of criteria here, rare in the wild. For every criterion you choose beyond the 10th, you must also choose a negative criterion that reduces a member's organization score. Thus, an organization that has 12 positive criteria will also have two negative criteria. Interesting. Uh, that was one thing I did not know when I wrote up yours, but whatever.
0: I don't think ours has more than 10. It might. Well, we'll find we'll
1: out. We'll see. We're going to talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> and then an optional subsystem, sorry, an optional sub-subsystem within the optional subsystem of organizations. You paying attention? Hey, wake up. We're 3 levels deep. Spin your spin your little top and see where we are. Ooh. <laughs> <Boah>. Inception. Yeah. <laughs> Some organizations have titles that correspond to ascension through the organization's ranks. For example, a military organization has ranks such as lieutenant, captain, and general, while other organizations might have their own rank structure. I know you world builders out there will absolutely love to innovate and create your own rank structure. It's addicting. It's so much fun. I didn't do it (laughs) my campaign. (laughs) I just used military titles, but you might like it. Typically, a new rank is achieved for every 6 to 10 points gained in an org score, though some organizations might have larger or smaller gaps in their rank system. Additionally, some organizations have smaller gaps between ranks at lower ranks than at higher ranks, making it easier to obtain new titles at lower levels of an org than at higher levels. Some examples here is an org score between 10 and 19 is access to a safe house or an unfurnished apartment within the org's sphere of influence. An org score between 20 and 29 may beget you a meeting with an official or ruler or leader of your organization or a group friendly to your org f- for 1d4 days. In 1d4 days. Oh sorry, in 1d4 days.
0: <laughs> a four-day long meeting with, <laughs> with <laughs> Bale Organa. That
1: sounds like a pleasant vacation.
0: So yeah.
1: do you like- <laughs> wanna go to the movies? <laughs>
0: Were you friends with Master Yoda? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> friends? We were accomplices. <laughs> oh, man. An org score of, you know, 30 plus maybe. Well, really. That's
0: you the benefit of spending a force point to immediately requisition 10,000 credits worth of supplies, regardless of restrictions. What the fuck? <laughs> What sort of organization well, could you do that in? Thirty plus, you're. That's, I'm trying to think of what you would be. I guess you'd be like Thrawn. Like. Yeah, you'd be like Thrawn
1: or Palpatine. Like, <laughs> you'd be like Baby Jesus himself. Like, how do how do you flavor that? Like,
0: 10, Deborah,
1: I've spent our force point. Get me ten thousand credits of supplies immediately. Get me ten thousand supplies of triscuits and hummus immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Janice, I'm throwing a rager in 10 minutes. <laughs> I need 10,000 credits worth of spice now. <laughs> yes, Lord.
1: <laughs> we do nothing but retread the firmly paved road laid by robot chicken on this. Uh- on this podcast.
0: If it ain't broke, man. Seriously.
1: I could watch, I go back to like the every Palpatine robot chicken compilation on YouTube. Like, how do you think I get into character for this the- podcast? <laughs> also will have duties, things that you're required to do by your organization. You know, I was in the Boy Scouts. They don't let you be in the Boy Scouts if you skip every hike. Like, you, there's shit you got to do to be in the boy, in the Boy Scouts and, and in organizations.
0: Why, 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 why that one specifically, Stephen? Was there? A... Oh yeah, because
1: I found out like the hard way. Turns out, I'm sick doesn't work when you use that excuse twice every month. Dude, hiking uh, sucks. <laughs> And uh, duties may include things like obtaining a rare or unique object for the organization or recruiting or rescuing a member of the organization. And the classic, kill, capture, or disable an enemy over the organization with a CL equal to one plus your heroic level.
0: I like that it quantifies they have to have a higher CL than your heroic level. That's
1: just a little bit – I love shit like that because it's just a little – Reminder: A little wink to the GM to like, hey, make it fucking memorable. Make it fucking worth something. Don't yeah, have them mow down be easy. Don't. No one gets a promotion by mowing down six stormtroopers. That's what you're expected <laughs> to do in the rebellion. <laughs> now, taking out the customs officer of a important, you know, um, imperial post.
0: Oh, shit. He was on our payroll, actually. Yeah. That's going to be a minus five to your org score, buddy. (laughs) We're going to talk about this at your quarterly meeting.
1: (laughs) God, the Rebel Alliance quarterly reviews. Oh, man.
0: They bring in the fucking therapy uh, torture droid from the (laughs) Alphabet Squadron books.
1: (laughs) Burp. It looks like you killed... Notice you weren't wearing a bulky ballistic vest and cargo pants this past week. That's going to affect
0: your performance. And it right. wasn't a casual Friday yeah.
1: either. <laughs> you didn't go, yeah, after the good guy finished their speech the other, the other day.
0: Yeah, you, d- you didn't applaud after the rousing
1: speech. <laughs> what is she proposing? Yeah. That's my favorite Star Wars character.
0: Oh, I know. I know. Isn't he, um, isn't that Admiral Raditz? Radish?
1: Radis? <laughs> Admiral Raditz. Um, yeah. No, that's not him. That's not? No. He's not even in that scene.
0: Oh, yeah, because he's already, because they're already there.
1: Yeah, I don't think we what? have, like, a name of the For character or actor that just spat that out. What is she proposing? <laughs> It's really funny because it's it's I it's very it. clear what she's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: bro, did you need to drawn out, my man? Like, yeah. come on! It seems pretty straightforward. We're rebels. We rebel. <laughs> I love Rogue One.
1: Rogue One fucking rocks, man. Oh. Where, where, where are we doing? Oh, uh sorry. I went, I went full sleepy Joe there for a second. (laughs) Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I went full, uh, (laughs) full, full turtle. Yeah. So orgs, you join up. If you meet the requirements, you get an org score based off your criteria. You can increase your org score by doing the shit they want you to do. And Hey, play your cards right. You might be running that bitch one day. Galaxy of War expands further <laughs> on orgs, and shut up, I'm trying to run a podcast Sorry, over here. Sorry, it was really, it
0: was just really funny.
1: <laughs> Peanut gallery over here. Oh, man. Uh, orgs are further expanded on in Galaxy at War and introduces an exciting alternative to Swiss's existing wealth and economic systems. Gear Requisition. It's amazing. It's great. Did you want to bring the CSGO buy round to, to your uh campaign? Well, you can. I thought we covered it already. I could have sworn we did, but we didn't. Look out for it next week, folks.
0: Yes, Gear Requisition! It's the Break Time. Break Time Podcast.
1: That's like almost check.
0: <laughs> You're the one who did the Build Time song, buddy. It was... <laughs>
1: Remember when you recorded back. that and you were like you were so off key there was no <laughs> rhythm I was like what do you think I was fucking doing That wasn't my fucking that wasn't my Oscar nominated like rousing like like single like And the winner
0: for best soundtrack goes to Zenith Slav for Build Time
1: <laughs> <laughs> 15. Point trillion wait 15 point trillion 15.6 gorgillion streams on spoofify.
0: <laughs> well, it's really easy when your song is like 4 seconds long. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got that got those TikTok streams.
0: Oh man. Um this is the part of the show where we thank you for listening to the show, right, Stephen?
1: Yes, hey, thanks. Listen, I don't have a lot of faith in the attention span of of everyone else. I thought this shit would have been over with the moment we stopped recording weekly for a full 2 months, like 2 months in a week. But y'all are still here, and y'all are still loving it. Um, we honestly couldn't be more grateful for that, for the support you've given us all these years and for the support you continue to pledge. So Don't hey.
0: say all these years. Oh, my God, it's a multi-year-long podcast. Yeah, we've been doing this oh, since, shit. like,
1: 2013, man. No. <laughs>
0: 2013 and podcast years, yeah.
1: which is 2021. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hey, um, here's to you. We got some um feedback wait why is this here shouldn't that be at the no, top no we got a
0: we got a, a nice email from <laughs> tristan
1: oh okay yeah let's um we'll go ahead and read it then
0: tristan said jesus can you act more can i get a can i get a, like a, some excitement maybe go
1: ahead and read it then sam hot
0: dog <laughs> Hello, Dark Times Podcast. I'm a long-time listener, never missing an episode, wow. and first time sending an email.
1: Thank you I just want much. to
0: express how grateful I am for this podcast, as it has inspired me to try and run a game myself in the much-beloved Dark Times era.
1: Woo! That's so awesome.
0: This will be my first time trying to run uh, Swissy since 2019, when that game crashed and burned. Ooh. I actually made a post about it on r slash Stories, and we'll include a link to the post. Much love and excitement on my end. Tristan.
1: Well, thank you, Tristan. Yeah, Tristan, seriously, whenever we get a message like this, I my heart just swells, you know, three more sizes that day, Grinch style, because this was the mission. This is what Sam and I set out to do, was to just spread the good word of Swissy goodness, to encourage people to, you know, run their own games in the way they wanted to. Ha ha, you fell for it, we tricked
0: you into being creative! We tricked you! <laughs> You thought you were listening to a funny Star Wars podcast. We tricked you into it. We inspired you. Uh,
1: Yeah. uh, Sam's right. That's the con.
0: That's the con. The long con. Yeah. (laughs) 76 episodes. We got one person to play the game. That's all that counts.
1: (laughs) No, it's a lot more than that. Um, So, yeah. Tristan, thank you. We hope that your story is repeated over and over again until the end of time. We hope people never stop playing Swissy. We hope people never stop having fun with role-playing and never stop telling st- stories in Star Wars because, hey.
0: Someone has to tell stories in Star Wars.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Sam <laughs> Sam. Sam said what I was going to say in two sentences and in like five words. Unrelated, um, did
0: you hear that uh, Taika Waititi's uh, Star Wars movie got axed? Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I hadn't heard that, Sam. That's deeply unfortunate. I was looking forward to that one. So someone better keep telling stories in the Star Wars universe. Yeah.
0: Shit, if Taika Waititi can't, then...
1: (laughs) Well, we've already cut to the core of what I was going to go on a short emotional rant about, but yeah, hey, it doesn't matter what they're doing at the top. Star Wars may legally belong to certain entities, but... They can't change the Star Wars that's in your heart, baby, no matter who owns it, no matter what's going on outside.
0: That's right, Steven. Mm-hmm. That was really, really well put. I'm sorry for making jokes. About no, no. It, it, I, think, it. I think
1: it made it better, honestly. I think <laughs> I've gone on that rant like six times already. Like, it's.
0: Yeah, man, it's truer every single time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> By the way, you should watch Ahsoka. It's good. It's like not at all what I thought it would be.
0: I'm gonna, so that we can talk about it in future episodes. Yeah,
1: because it's, they do some shit that's worth talking about on the show.
0: I'm bragging that you did it first. (laughs) 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 All right, let's send you guys back to the show.
1: Hey, we're here in the second half. Um, No build today. Sam lost it on the way home. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sam literally wrote the build on a, like, on a, on a smile, on a smile, on a pile of loose-leaf paper, and then they r- bumped into their soulmate, spraying papers everywhere, except... Yeah Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the papers blew away, scattered across 52 pages, scattered across the city, and now they have to go on an adventure to collect them all.
0: Oh, I like that. That you, sounds fun. Yeah,
1: and as you, you know, with each, uh, you know, with each page you you discover and find a, a strewn about the city, you discover something about each other and the uh, the red thread that connects us all in, in love, Sam. So good luck with that, Sam. I hope, but seriously get the build back. I don't care about the love <laughs> sub arc you got going on. So instead, what I'm sharing with you is the, the organization data I created for the Starship Squadron party in Zero Distance, the campaign I'm currently running. Would I do this differently? Yes, um, does it matter? No. Well,
0: we're learning from your mistakes together, Steven, so that the audience doesn't yeah. have to make those same mistakes.
1: Yeah, and the biggest change I would have made is you guys had have, have that whole, like, spec four slash black ops kind of bend to your whole deal, and I would have had that more represented in this criteria than it is. But this is kind of a more pure Rebel Alliance Starfighter core um criteria, which is what I designed it to be in the beginning. So, eh. Basically, uh, this is largely adapted from the, the pre-printed Rebel Alliance one that's available in Galaxy of War. Basically, what's your BAB? And it's, it's tiered, so like 1 through 5 is plus 1, 5 through 9 is plus 2, 9 plus is plus 3 to your org score. What's your character level? Which half your character level goes to your org score here. And the rest are just yes or nos, for the most part. Are you an elite trooper? Are you a noble? How many levels an officer? I really wanted to, since officer, you know, most of you just like blown up bad guys. So I really wanted to spice up the enticement for taking officer. So I think it's every officer level translates to plus one to your org score. That's pretty cool. It's a good one. Are you a soldier? Are you an ace pilot? Do you have at least one talent from the leadership talent tree? I feel like fucking Riker in in that one show. <laughs> We, nope, but, um, we made it up. Not this time.
0: <laughs> what is it called? That one was
1: fake. It was a Stranger, famous show, Stranger
0: Than Fiction. Stranger or Than Fiction, right? Yeah. Facts are fiction or something like that. Yeah, or? and that wasn't Riker. Oh, that man. was the
1: guy who plays Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes. Is he still cool? Yeah, he's still cool. Oh, cool. Is he still doing Hell stuff? Hell
0: yeah. Um, I think they they teased bringing back
1: that show. Actually, wow, that's fun with him. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I'd watch that. Um, Absolutely, I would. <laughs> can get him on the pod, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Do you have the skill focus knowledge bureaucracy feat? Do you have the skill-focused knowledge tactics feat? Do you have at least plus 15 or higher in an intelligence-based skill? Uh, listener? you can see how I'm kind of asking for a combination of martial prowess and, like, noble officer know-how, which your ideal pilot should have a good mix of both. Every pilot has one or the other in, in balance, I think. Trained in the knowledge tactics skill and then the uh, a negative one here is a criminal background prior to enlistment. This one was a little weird to include on a rebel criteria because you're all kind of criminals by default, by from, yeah. from a certain point of view. But like that one, I meant as like like a not cool criminal, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Like like things that maybe even the rebels would look down upon as a crime, like war. I don't know crimes. after after hearing what our commanding officers done, uh. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Mission Specialist in any skill. That, that's a feat, as you know. The United Squadron Team feat. And Are You a Scoundrel? That gets you a minus one as well. Again, that was another one where I was like, eh, I don't know. But it was there by default, so I said, sure, fuck it. There's got to be something there. And then I literally just took the rank table for a generic military organization in Galaxy at War but replaced all the ranks with stuff I felt was more appropriate. The, uh, the one providing galaxy at war had more traditional, like kind of army style things like general and, and stuff like that, like um private and such.
0: And private does not feel. No, it's not it's indicative not, of the rebel Alliance at all.
1: It's not very starfighter y. It didn't, it didn't really feel fit. So, and Hey, by the way, dear listener, little note for you. If you, go searching for any consistency or or just really a- any <laughs> sort of yeah. structure to military ranks in any organization in star Wars, you won't find it. You're going to have to do a lot of reading between the lines yourself. Like just look at, look at the like Imperial Navy and, and it's various like uh, iterations across, you know, decades of media that shit's never been consistent, which is fine. Cause it's all fake fun in space. Yeah. It's all fun made up stuff. So it doesn't matter. But the ranks I chose in order, are for an org score of 0 through 3, recruit. 4 through 6 is a flight cadet. Attaining an org score of 7 makes you a senior flight cadet. 8 through 9 is ensign. That's pronounced ensign out there for those curious, not (laughs) ensign. 10 is a warrant officer. 11 is a flight officer. 12 through 15 is a second lieutenant. 16 through 18 is a first lieutenant. 19 through 20 is a captain. 21 through 23 is a commander, 24 through 25 a major, 26 through 27 begets you the colonel rank, and 28 or above is admiral. And I did some small but not exactly meaningful adjustments to the benefits and duties. I left those largely the same, I just changed them to better fit with a starfighter slash vehicle-based campaign. If one didn't seem to include vehicles for whatever reason, I'm not even sure if this happened, um, I was sure to include it myself.
0: Heck yeah! Yeah. Well, that's great, Stephen. We're gonna have fantastic. I believe this is included in your calculator that you posted on the subreddit a while ago.
1: The rank table isn't, but all the criteria are on that calculator.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we'll make we'll make a little document that has both in this. Yeah. In in fact,
1: right now I will just paste. This rank table into another tab on that calculator, so it's
0: there. We time. go, that'd be awesome. That way, people can use that. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Stephen, for uh bringing us your organization. It's funny that it took this long to get the actual rank table compared to the original calculator. I just think that's funny. Um, do you have any trivia for us this week, Stephen? Um, actually, Sam, I've got something else. Oh, Stephen, you're too strong, too very big. Two heavy set enforcers just entered my recording booth and they are um they're holding me at gunpoint. Steven, what what's um
1: Yeah, those is are is this a coup, a pod coup? It's a little bit of a but you could you could characterize it as a pod coup. I like to think of it as a fun gaming challenge. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're gonna guess what stat block I'm reading off of. What's this game called, Steven? <laughs> this is called Sam guesses the stat block, or those two guys over there literally kill you. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. I do. I have three guesses. Sure. And sure. Yes or you, no questions.
1: You. You. Yes. Yeah. You get three yes or no questions. Three chances to answer. Oh um, God. I'm just gonna start reading off part of a stat block, and if you fail, I will finally control the Patreon income, so I can <laughs> buy all the burritos I want. No. <laughs> Now, this is a well-known character, I'll tell you that, but not, I wouldn't call this a main character. I'm going to go a little easy on you, because it's your first time. (laughs) All right. This step block is from the Star Wars Saga Edition Rebellion Era Campaign Guide. Okay. His affiliations, you read affiliations, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes Rebel, those give
0: it away too. Hard. Pretty,
1: pretty much. <laughs> these, these ones give it away quite, quite well. I think if you know, if you know who fucking Greedo is, I think you could guess from these affiliations. Is it Greedo? Is it- Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> affiliations are the Rebel Alliance, the New Republic, Rogue Squadron, and Wraith Squadron. Oh. This is a medium human scoundrel one, soldier six, ace pilot two. Oh. The step block has one destiny point and five force points, an initiative score of plus 12, and a perception score of plus 10. It speaks basic and Mon Calamarian. The reflex defense is 27, the fortitude defense is 22, the will defense is 21, with the special abilities dodge, elusive dogfighter, and vehicular combat, as well as vehicle dodge, plus one. Stap has 56 hit points and a damage threshold of 20. I have a question. Yes, what's your question?
0: Is this, did you say this was a Mon Calamari already?
1: I said this character speaks Mon Calamari.
0: Is it a Mon Calamari?
1: I said the character was human. Ah, oh,
0: shit, you did say that, didn't yeah. you? Sorry.
1: No, you're fine. Oh, that counts well, as one shit. of your questions, though.
0: Uh, that's fine, that's <laughs> yeah. fine. Can I get a guess in then, too? Yeah, what's your guess? Um, is it Wedge Antilles?
1: Bingo, you got it.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Pretty easy one, I think,
0: (laughs) for someone, Stephen, as someone who played the Rogue Squadron games only when they came out and not since then. I I was sweating bullets there for a second. Oh, I see that the two uh, your two enforcers have let me go back into my seat. They have
1: exited the room. Don't worry, they're sitting in the hotel down the street, so they can come back anytime. (laughs) They're
0: They're not far away.
1: No, they're like a block away. They're at the fucking Hilton.
0: I wonder, how does a stat block compare to Biggs Darklighter's uh, stat block? Why are you going to pit
1: two kings against each other? like <laughs>
0: <that>? <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh,
1: Biggs is CL4. Oh, wedge really? Wedge is CL9. What the hell? But there's a... <laughs> probably better to compare... So there's two Wedge stat blocks, actually. There's Wedge as Red 2, which is also CL4, which puts oh, them at the same fair. level as, as Biggs, which is probably more fair. I think the wedge step like I was reading off of is probably representative of, of more his later career. I mean, it must be if he's CL9.
0: That's fair, yeah. Especially if he's a still associated with Wraith Squadron as well.
1: Yeah, that, that Wraith Squadron is like a late post-Battle of Endor thing. Yeah. Wraith Squadron, fun fact, it, r- extreme inspiration for uh, Zero Distance.
0: Really? They're basically okay, awesome. your whole deal, yeah. That's right. I
1: took like Alphabet Squadron and Wraith Squadron and just mashed them together, and that's you guys basically. Ray Squadron gets out of their fighters a lot more though but interesting I, I force that too though their their whole deal is like fucking shit up, landing, getting out, doing the mission, and leaving
0: okay, yeah that's yeah. that's cool, like a strike team,
1: yeah they're yeah precisely they're they're i think officially like commandos or something
0: but yeah, like commando extraction team exactly. something like that I could see that that's super cool, yeah what's neat anything neat about this uh this wedge tap block other than
1: no. No, it's quite, it's quite <laughs> typical. If I'm being honest. I mean, it's got, it's, so you're,
0: it's a good, it's just a good pilot. It's just block. a good
1: pilot step block. You need to pull an ace out of your hat. Use wedge. Fuck you. you put wedge in your campaign. I love wedge. I mean, everyone loves wedge. He's
0: just far enough from the main cast and realistic enough to meet in the rebellion. Which Definitely. I think is very funny.
1: He's like the bail organa for the dark times era to the rebellion era. I think that's
0: so, that's so funny. And that's so true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's got devastating attack, <laughs> penetrating attack, point blank shot precise. He's oh, Space that's Hound. He's yeah, he's like a baby dev. He's like your character, basically, but just yeah, watered down, more NPC appropriate. Yeah, no, he's, he's a great snap look. I don't remember him speaking on Calamarian, but that must have happened in a book somewhere. I'm sure it's I it's probably because he had an int a positive int. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know?
0: And they're like, oh shit, uh, Bachi? They're like <laughs> I would have given it a military sign language personally, but you, you know, know, that's one of those things
1: kind of <laughs> like the clone species. That's one of those things that like the, the devs made and then forgot about.
0: <laughs> Steven, do you have any trivia for us this week? Now I that do. my life isn't in danger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know you feel safe and all that I actually found another section on the website I use for trivia that has like better juicier trivia. So it's, Ooh, it's under a spoiler trivia. tag. I was like, what the fuck? Well, what you
0: got the... a spoiler. I know. What's the spoiler? <laughs>
1: Ian McDermott was surprised when George Lucas approached him 16 years after Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi 1983 to reprise the role of Palpatine, as he had assumed a younger actor would play the part in the prequels. In fact, he was initially told by Lucas that he would simply play a senator. McDermott found out that he was about to play Palpatine when he arrived on set.
0: That's really funny.
1: Really, really That's... funny.
0: What? So like he had the script or, or he didn't have a script? Like how, first of all, he's showing up how on set with, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like how is he showing up on set without a script, without having seen the script? That's insane to me. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's like a dummy script thing they do. Oh, they just, I've <laughs> heard of stuff like that before.
0: Uh, Chancellor, uh, Graalpatine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I can't wait to be a non, non-consequential <laughs> character. <laughs> I hope
0: they don't give me a fat ass in <laughs> In this hologram projection. <laughs> oh man.
1: Darth Maul only blinks three times. Double
0: trouble trivia time? Double
1: trouble trivia time.
0: Oh baby, hit me.
1: Darth Maul only blinks three times throughout the entire Phantom Menace. <laughs> Who the fuck counted that? Like what the fuck? There's one! <laughs>
0: There's two! There's two! Write that down! <laughs>
1: This is mostly because of the contact lenses that Ray Park wore made it difficult to blink, and Park liked the idea of a villain who never stops staring. He blinks when his double-sided lightsaber's cut in half by Obi-Wan, then a second time when Obi-Wan's lightsaber slices through him, and a third and final time as he registers what happened to him.
0: <laughs> That's, um, that is interesting. I haven't noticed that.
1: I didn't notice that either. I, I, Maul has an iconic you know, gaze. Oh yeah, sort of leer. We all love that about him, but I never. Yeah, now let's go count how many times he blinks in the Clone Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he does that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. I like when oh, he's a yeah. schizophrenic spider and in, in in like weird Rakata scorpion the no, centaur Ric- man. Yeah, not Rakata Prime. What am I saying? It's um. Oh, uh, uh, Ra- Raxus Prime. Raxus. Yeah. That Is that regular. Raxus Prime?
0: Um, I believe so. Yeah. It,
1: I, it is in my heart. That debuted in Force Unleashed, by the way. Full yeah. circle. All the way back. Second yeah, I know,
0: because the trash
1: textures look like fucking garbage <laughs> do, on, the, do that. on the DS. <laughs> you, don't, you always bring up the DS port. I'm so sick of fucking I played kids Force in your Unleashed. DS port. That's not even the, the real, that's not even the game I'm talking about.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, when I played Force Unleashed, 2 on the 360 I was like holy shit how'd they get like- <laughs> that from the from the DS
1: game man
0: these are totally different stories yeah <laughs> oh man that would have been a fun Patreon exclusive we play uh can we get Sam Webber on and play Force Unleashed with him
1: <laughs> please you know that you know that Buzz Lightyear meme where they're all the yeah. same on the shelves
0: yeah
1: it's us but podcasts Star Wars podcasts who want to play Force Unleashed with Sam Weber. <laughs>
0: Okay. Okay, Stephen. Ouch. First of all, and second of all, the Dark Times is produced and edited by me. I'm Sam. Stephen's my co-host. You reach out to us on Twitter at DarkTimesSWSE or email us S W S E at gmail.com. Review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your show. Uh, tell someone about the show. And tell us you told them about the show. Tell your whole table about the show, and we'll shout you guys all out on the show. Stephen, do you have a quote for us this week?
1: I'm trying to find a good Starkiller one. I'm sorry. Okay, he doesn't have very good lines.
0: <laughs> Isn't that sad?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's basically Goku.
0: It's sad that he doesn't have a line like Vader's line, like all, all I see are dead men or something. He like doesn't that. really like,
1: have a good one-liner at all, um, which I guess is emblematic because he's meant to be this disposable living weapon, anyway. Um, by the way, Filoni is not sly. I know. He, you know what? What the the dual white lightsaber thing came from? What? That was a pre-order bonus for Force Unleashed 2. <laughs> we fucking, we see you, Felony. We've gone full circle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I got the quote. You don't need to know anything except where I'm going. I need to jump to Nar Shaddaa. Can you handle that?
0: Oh, that's a, yeah, that was him to Juno Eclipse, huh?
1: Yeah, one, I think is one of his first spoken lines to her. Yeah. He, like, falls for her right there, and then... <laughs>
0: She's like, she's like, actually, I'm the fucking captain of this ship, so you're going to tell me what the fuck I want to know. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, someone spoke up to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, romance was so much simpler in 2008. <laughs> it sure was, buddy. Good night,
1: everybody. Good night.